Good morning, church. It's great to be with you in your homes. Well, today we're starting a series leading up to Easter, but I believe it's not just a a series. I believe this word is uh, for now, for today. I want to start by reading from Mark chapter 15, verses 33 and 34. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. Then at three o'clock, Jesus called out, he shouted with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama shabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? The climax of the passion, as Jesus bears all on the cross, shouts with a loud voice, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Abandoned me. Jesus is not just crying words of despair. He's quoting the very words of King David from Psalm 22. These words not only capture the intense feeling of abandonment, but point to the very psalm itself. In that moment, eternity was changed. God shouted out to God. God the Father abandoned God the Son. That instant, that segment in time, that once for all, for all time event, God, the Son, was abandoned by God, the Father, for a moment. Making it possible for the abandoned to become righteous. This message is a message of the cross from abandoned to righteousness. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are with us, even though we are separated. I pray that as we go and dig into your word this morning, you would speak to every single one of us. Speak through my words, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I uh, like the movie Inside Out. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. There's a moving scene towards the end, spoiler alert, where it involves the emotion of joy, one of the characters in the movie, in this girl's personality, who experiences a connection with her friend, a counter-emotion, sadness. Joy believes, however, that she is the most important emotion in this person's life and does everything to keep sadness away from being remembered and experienced or expressing herself in this girl's life. But as the story unfolds, we find out that as they look back in history, they see joy in particular discovers that from the most despair and sorrowful, hurtful moments come the most significant, joyful events that this girl had experienced. From sorrow, hurt, utter despair, joy and celebration was experienced. The movement reflects a back and forth between polar modes of human emotions. Many of the Psalms proclaim this same journey from hurt to joy, abandoned to righteousness. Psalm 22 is just one of those Psalms. Psalm 22 is known as a Psalm of lament, a Psalm of complaint. It is These psalms of lament, which we learn life comprises of both sorrow and joy. These laments also show us that we are not alone. In the hurt, God is 
there in the hurt. God hears in the hurt. We can cry out to God in the hurt. We can shout, my God, my God, why have you forsaken, abandoned me? These laments allow our hurt and anger to be heard. Walter Brueggemann, an Old Testament scholar, writes, Nowhere but with God does Israel vent its greatest doubt, its bitterest resentment, its deepest anger. Israel knows that no one need not fake it or be polite and pretend in the divine presence, nor need one face the hurts alone. God hears the cry. God is in the midst of the hurt. You are not alone. It is in this cross we see God shouting the complaint of humanity from all ages. And it is in the same cross that we see God who is with humanity. Emmanuel, God with us walking through the darkest valley, the valley of the shadow of death. He is with us, with his people. Over the last few years, the world has seen an increase in our what is called rage rooms or smash rooms. A room where you, you put on protective clothing, you grab a baseball bat And then you go in and you start smashing things. You let the rage out. Hulk smash. That's one for the young kids. While the effect of this is actually questionable, the the method of smashing something comes out of this idea to uh, express your emotion, to let the rage out. It's unhealthy to allow your emotion to stay suppressed and not to express it. This is how the Lament Psalms help. They allow emotions to be expressed. There is only one right place to express these deepest emotions, and that is before God, our Creator, our King, Lord and Saviour. The cry of the lament is like a confession, confessing the reality of the heart. Laments are about honesty. This combination of expression and honesty results in joy from abandonment to righteousness. As we approach Easter, Christians across the world remember the death and the resurrection of Christ. His death is symbolized by a cross. The cross was a symbol of rage, hurt, suffering, abandoned. I suspect that perhaps it wasn't a brand new, pristine looking, nicely carved out cross. I suspect there was thorns. It was rough. It was heavy. It was ugly. Perhaps even it was second hand. It had the blood of other victims, the flesh of others on this cross. I'm trying to paint a picture here of the gruesomeness of this cross. Yet we do see this pretty pristine image today. That was the image of the cross. Psalm 22 has been called the psalm of the cross. Captures the message of the cross, which I believe can be told of from abandoned to righteousness. I want to read through Psalm 22. I'm going to read the first half of this, verses 1 to 21. 
My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away when I groan for help? Every day I call to you, my God, but you do not answer. Every night I lift my voice, but I find no relief. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. Our ancestors trusted you in you, and you rescued them. They cried out to you and were saved. They trusted in you and were never discouraged. But I am a worm, not a man. I am scorned and despised by all. Everyone who sees me mocks me. They sneer and shake their heads saying, is this the one who relies on the Lord? Then let the Lord save him. If the Lord loves him so much, let the Lord rescue him. Yet you brought me safely from my mother's womb. You led me to trust you at my mother's breast. I was thrust into your arms at my birth. You have been my God from the moment I was born. Do not stray so far from me, for trouble is near. No one else can help me. My enemies surround me like a herd of bulls. Fierce bulls of Basham have hemmed me in. Like lions, they open their jaws against me, roaring and tearing into their prey. My life is poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax melting within me. My strength is dried up like sun-baked clay. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You have laid me in the dust and left me for dead. My enemies surround me like a pack of dogs." An evil gang closes in on me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. My enemies stare at me and gloat. They divide my garments among themselves and throw dice for my clothing. O oh Lord, do not stay far away. You are my strength. Come quickly to my aid. Save me from the sword. Spare my precious life from these dogs. Snatch me from the lion's draw and from the horns of those wild oxen. The first part of the psalm describes the lament of David. In his suffering, David feels abandoned. Yet, at the same time, he remembers the stories of God's faithfulness told by his ancestors. But that faithfulness is not seen now. I want to say to you, if you are facing times of abandonment or suffering right now, don't forget the stories of the past. Retell those faithful stories of God's goodness that he's done in your life and those who have walked before you. These words that we read are not just mere poetry. They are a cry from despair. A heartfelt shade expressing the deepest emotions of the soul. This psalm then expresses the cry of the people of God in a time of suffering and abandonment. In fact, you may be feeling these emotions right now today. We as a world, nation, city, are facing a virus we cannot fight. We're suffering from a force we, we cannot see. Some of our families, friends, are going to suffer greatly. Loss of jobs, loss of homes, loss of health, and loss of life. My God, my God, 
Why have you abandoned us? At the cross, Jesus breathes his last breath and uses these breath, breaths with the little energy he has left to shout, My God, my God, why? In this shout, he's crying out on behalf of all humanity. While David was crying out on behalf of his suffering, Jesus was suffering on behalf of all sinners, all mankind for you and for me. I want to tell you today, you are not shouting alone. You are not crying alone. Jesus has already shouted and he hears your shouting today. While the temporary solution would have been to get Jesus off the cross. They even said that at the time. If you are the son of God, prove yourself. Get yourself off the cross. But it was in the completion of the suffering, the abandonment, that righteousness was fulfilled. John Goldingay, another Old Testament scholar, writes, God's abandonment lies not in going away, but in being present and yet doing nothing. Jesus cries a shout of pain and protest rather than a request for information. Why didn't the Father intervene? Why doesn't God heal now? Why did God allow me to lose my job, my house, my friend? Sometimes God intervenes. Other times he doesn't. Psalm 22 allows us to ask why, to utter our protest, just as David wrote, and Jesus asked and expressed too, as was the case at the cross, God is not miles away. He is listening and watching and suffering with us. The cross is a symbol of God's suffering with us. While Jesus suffered on the cross, God the Father and the Spirit suffered the same in doing nothing. But Psalm 22 doesn't stop here. Neither does the story of the cross. Psalm 22 consists of a lament and thanksgiving, the second half of the psalm. The first half ends with verse 19, crying out with a prayer, Father, come and help us. Help us now, would you? Which transitions the psalm into a declaration of praise and thanksgiving. I'm going to read from verse 32, sorry, 22 to 31. I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among your assembled people. Praise the Lord, all you who fear him. Honor him, all you descendants of Jacob. Show him reverence, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not ignored or belittled the suffering of the, of the needy. 
He has not turned his back on them. He has listened to their cries for help. I will praise you in the great assembly. I will fulfill my vows in the presence of those who worship you. The poor will eat and be satisfied. All who seek the Lord will praise him. Their hearts will rejoice with everlasting joy. The whole earth will acknowledge the Lord and return to him. All the families of the nations will bow down before him. The royal power belongs to the Lord. He rules all the nations. Let the rich of the earth feast and worship. Bow before him, all who are mortal, all whose lives will end as dust. Our children will also serve him. Future generations will hear about the wonders of the Lord. His righteous acts will be told to those not yet born. They will hear about everything he has done. The second part begins with a proclamation of God's name to God among the people of God. The thanksgiving is directed to God, then is declared among the assembled people. This praise results in joy, everlasting joy. The psalm takes us on a journey from lament to joy. Out of the darkest valleys to the highest of joys. Thanksgiving among the righteous in Israel moves from the individual to the global. The whole earth, the families of the nations will acknowledge Yahweh. The psalm speaks into the future, as David writes. Our children will also serve him. Future generations will hear about the wonders of the Lord. His righteous acts will be told to those not yet born. Future generations. The righteous acts will be told. They will hear of everything he has done. We are the families of the nation. The future generations, those that were not yet born, and to the future generations that will come, this psalm speaks about and to. As Jesus hung on the cross, he shouted, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? He did so with the end of this psalm in mind. We read in Hebrews that it tells us that because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. His righteous act of being abandoned is so that it can be told to those not yet born. Through Jesus' life, death and resurrection, families of the nations will bow down and join with the descendants of Jacob in worshipping him. The cross from abandoned to righteousness. Jesus, who was abandoned, is the righteousness. It is through the cross, a moment of suffering and hurt, an instant of abandonment where he makes us the righteousness of God, as Paul writes in 2 Corinthians. Today, you may be hurting feeling abandoned, crying on the inside, my God, my God, why? As we come to Easter, look to the cross and join with Christ in that moment confessing why. Because through the lament, he hears us and chooses to be with you and me at this time and brings comfort 
to us through his spirit. In that place of abandonment, we find God with us. Righteousness. The righteous act that makes us righteous. The righteous act proclaimed through the message of the cross. The cross today proclaims that you are no longer abandoned. You are the righteousness of God. The cross we proclaim is about Jesus, God in the flesh, taking our place, our pain, our hurt, and turning it into joy, everlasting joy, forever and ever. Amen. If you're feeling abandoned today, I want to encourage you. Read Psalm 22. Read it out aloud. Read it with the emotion that is packed into this psalm. Allow yourself to feel the pain, feel the hurt, so that you may experience his righteous act and proclaim his goodness to all people at the end. If you don't know Christ... I want to invite you to meet Jesus. He's the one who loves the world so much that he gave his life so that whoever, whoever would believe in him will not die but have everlasting life. I invite you to meet Jesus right now, right here, where you are. Friend, meet Jesus. Jesus, meet our new friend. If you've just met Jesus, I encourage you to contact us. We would love to connect with you, connect you to God's family. Be encouraged. Go. Live and proclaim the message of the cross, abandoned to righteousness. You are not abandoned. You are the righteousness of God because of what God did, Jesus did on that cross. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for each person that's listening to this message and I pray that right where they are that you would touch them, that you would meet their need and bring the peace, the joy, the righteousness that's needed at that time, at that moment into this situation. We thank you that you are with us through our suffering, that you never leave us and I pray that you would allow us to know that you are with us through that time. Be with each person, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.